1: Not a podcast, Cinema Geekly Star Trek podcast. It's the Chief Petty Officer, Anthony Lewis, along with the Fleet Admiral, Ben Knight. Hello, Ben. How are you this week? Oh, uh, uh, hang on. I'm uh, listen here,
0: right? Um, yes, that was in no way. Whatever you think you saw, it certainly wasn't a norskan made um, penis enlarger. <laughs> OK, and now, definitely I definitely not did not see
1: all it. of those teeth lining the outer rim. No, I, I, do you know? It looked terrifying didn't it it really Um, did look scary
0: yeah it wasn't what you think it was anyway Uh, and it's now orbiting the planet beneath us which is um (laughs) something for someone else to come across in the future well hang on a second (laughs) Uh, yeah according to according to my instruments it's in a decaying orbit and i think at some point in the future as long as it doesn't burn up on (laughs) (laughs) re-entry Stop it. it's directive.
1: a visual feast happening in my mind right now, Ben. Yeah. it's yeah. so many images <clears throat> going through. <sighs> People on the planet below looking up, what is that? Yeah, creating an entire religion around it. Uh, <laughs> coming to worship it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That true. phrase it's in and of it. itself. You know what, Ben? Perhaps mm. it would be best if we started discussing Star let's Trek. Let's do that. Star- let's do that. Strange new worlds. Mm. Um, and stra- Instead of Anthony, colon, strange new thoughts. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Star Trek show. Season one, episode two, Children of the Comet. So uh, we begin fe- uh, featuring heavily on Cadet uhura who has been invented uh, invented invited to it's, it's already i'm still thinking about that uh that yeah whatever that thing was that i thought it was but it isn't that um she's invited you think to, it's hard to get out of your mind you should try getting out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's invited to uh, a meal with the other crew members in Captain Pike's quarters, where she reveals that she is kind of unsure about her future in Starfleet. Basically, she really only joined as an escape from when her parents both died. This was just sort of the thing that would take her furthest away from all of that. The Enterprise crew attempts, uh, their main mission this week is an attempt to alter the course of a comet that is set to kill the inhabitants of a desolate planet. But when they fire upon it, they realize that there is a force field surrounding this comet preventing its destruction. Uhura joins a team that transports to the comet uh, and discovers Uh, an entity on its surface that seemingly responds to music. So I guess works out really well that Uhura was there. She's sort of well known for her, for her musicianship. Uh, A starship Mm -hmm. then appears, Uh, full of aliens who call themselves shepherds. They are escorting this comet and position themselves between it and the Enterprise. They believe that this comet is not just any ordinary comet. Uh, They call it Mahanit, which uh, to them is an ancient arbiter of life. Uh, The Enterprise Mm -hmm. distracts them to allow Spock to alter the comet's course via shuttlecraft. As it passes by the planet, it releases water vapor into the atmosphere that will actually improve the conditions for life on this planet. Afterwards, uh, Uhura manages to decode the music from the entity on the comet, which indicates that it had somehow expected this interference uh, and predicted it beforehand uh, from Spock and the crew of the Enterprise. Afterwards, Pike ponders the origins of the comet and whether this was more than coincidence. He also considers the lives of the cadets that he is destined to sacrifice himself to save. Ben, what did you think of episode two of this brand new show? Uh, well, it,
0: it's sort of continuing the way it began, really. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's 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 quite a delightful little episode in a way, because yes. uh, I mean, one thing I like about um, Strange New World is that they've clearly set out to. It it it, it has a lot in common, I think, with um, Lower Decks, uh, certainly so far, in the sense that um, <clears throat> we're, our, our focus is not on uh, the. the the upper end of the command um it is on our bridge crew still by and large but still um we're but the thing is we're getting the texture we're getting from these characters even characters who we know as well as uhura Mm -hmm. um is is, you know it's just filling in a few little blanks so obviously we know that her parents were killed in the shuttle accident we um they weren't starfleet her grandmother was i think from remembering rightly um you know the musical things in there, the sort of um, the flirtation with Spock, which um, a lot of new Star Trek fans, I say, well, new say newish Star Trek fans, are sort of going on about. Don't be ridiculous, but of course they're forgetting the original series stuff where that was a feature mm-hmm. um, on more than one occasion. Um, the uh, you know the, the, all of the all of the kind of <laughs> the notes of this are are, are present. I, I mean. I'm, my my slight rub with with the format of this particular show so far is that whilst they are doing the I'm going to call it slightly corny um original series shtick, mm-hmm. um it, it's somehow being delivered with such a charm that yes. it, it's hard to hold it against them yep so you yeah, know let's just be honest um the the humming a tune and turning out that that is the thing to activate this uh meteor i could i could buy that by dint of the sort of explanation they clumsily make which is well you know music is basically math which it is yes yep um and and so on all right fine um when when they're then trying to figure out how to lower the force field and she goes hmm let me try something and then sums a random like eight bars or whatever do or re mi fa
1: so latino
0: yes well but that would be fine if it was something that mathematically made sense but yeah. actually like um so it responds initially to a major it then responds and i haven't checked the notes but it sounded like a a, a minor yeah um, mm-hmm. scale to me and then into a minor seventh just after it for yep. reasons apparently um i mean sorry where did that come from i have
1: right. no idea
0: <laughs> Um, what if, if we were responding to precise notes? There was no need for her showing off with her little bit of um, vibrato in her voice, because surely mathematically that's problematic. Yes, um, you know you've got to try a tricorder girl, Just use it. Make that make the beeps and the
1: correct frequencies, and mm-hmm. then it'll all be fine. Didn't um, didn't I you think... watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind? <laughs> just boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. you're done.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, Spock should clearly never. Sing again. Uh, in fact, that's true of all iterations. Of Spock. Yeah, well, I mean, that's um, sure
1: of me as well, Ben. But it didn't stop me here, and it certainly won't stop a Vulcan like Spock. That makes sense.
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but Star Trek's got this sort of flirtation with yeah. music relating to driving its its plots uh, yeah, in, in every bit. iteration of Trek. I think just about it happens. And, it? sometimes yeah, for
1: the and, sometimes for the great uh you know i'm i'm looking at you uh (laughs) star trek next gen i can't remember the song with the fucking uh (laughs) flute thingy that picard plays but that's uh, a little less good uh, yeah
0: i mean but you know we've it's been a feature we've got the doctor in voyager as well and yeah all these things yeah um but yeah, I mean, let's be honest. That was it was arse gravy of the worst possible kind of <laughs> piece of sci-fi. It's been a while since I
1: heard that one, but yes,
0: yeah. I mean, it just was. Um, but then everything else about this was 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 kind of charming. Like I say, so yeah, absolutely. We have, yeah. I mean, okay. So this was a uh, um, her episode. I don't think we're going to see the the kind of discovery thing of, you know. So she's been established as this kind of prodigy now and i don't Mm -hmm. think we're going to see every episode where she's you know front and center as you know it's her versus the universe i I think we are going to see a sort of spread across the bridge crew which is great i Um, think so getting to see them interact in a range of environments so from you know from the dinner and stuff which was the sort of informal thing which one of the best scenes so far so good Um, yeah and and then through to the uh you know the, the obviously the sort of high peril i guess um part in terms of the 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 the, the a plot uh yeah you see a different mechanic in there spock is because we because we've become so used to the sort of slightly purer version of spock over the years mm-hmm. um where they became a bit more aware that the fan base you know sort of struggled with him departing from the logical um yeah. you know his little laugh at the end of this was <laughs> i thought was beautiful mm-hmm. uh, that's far more like the original series yeah um th- there's yeah it, as i say it's all done so nicely it'll look so good i should say quick shout out to the star trek.com who this week did a little featurette about the costume design of the sort of the modern star Trek i watched it universe. yeah
1: i saw this yeah
0: and it's uh, it's worth a watch actually it's quite mm-hmm. nice um but you know the 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 design of this show i mean even the shuttlecraft the shuttlecraft that um that spock uses in this mm-hmm. is it much like the enterprise it's a it, it's an it's an updated you know modern iteration of it however yeah it, it contains enough of the sort of kind of low key uh sort of touchstones of
1: of the the original series aesthetic which yeah. which is great um, it really does yeah. feel like if this sort of technology was available in the 60s, this is what it would have looked like. Um, yeah. Or, or oh, close no, exactly. To. Yeah.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly that. And I, I guess that you know that was their kind of their idea. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. they had to do, I suppose. They married me. it very well. Yeah. They they really did. And I, I, I keep sort of thinking I know we're only two episodes in, but I'm I'm waiting for them to put a foot wrong in terms of. You know something mm-hmm. so jarring that I think, oh God, no! Yeah. But in this, we didn't. We didn't get that. We we mm-hmm. got a a one hour um, or thereabouts TV show that had a start, middle, and end, which I know we're confused about in uh, the modern day and age. Yeah. Uh, for that to all happen inside an hour, we um, we got you know nods to to old old Easter eggs, and boy, were there some Easter eggs in this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh you know a a little bit of i guess sort of reintroduction of the nr um who yeah through hammer yeah yeah who i I think could become quite an interesting character i think so yeah i like to see that as well because the current showrunners are clearly um keen to make uh enterprise as in the show
1: yeah
0: more kind of involved I guess and mm-hmm. the animated series that got a, a, a nod in this in this episode too. Yeah. Um and I I like that. I like the fact that um <laughs> you know we finally the Norskans we've been minus a reference to the Norsecans in the canon world for a very long time. Quite a they while. They are a feature. They are a feature of Star Trek Online and have been for, for quite some time. Yeah. Um and that's you know that's fun.
1: Yeah. Timeline uh, timeline of Star Trek wise, I think the last time they were involved was Enterprise uh, yeah. canonically if you're looking at it the last time they were sort of mentioned was in next gen there was kind of no real mention of them or featuring mm-hmm. of them anything post um, next gen But Correct. and even then that was like flashbacks largely to yeah. when Picard was in uh, Starfleet Academy so yeah they they don't yeah. get brought up very often no absolutely um, I mean
0: they're, they're playing around with some kind of I don't know if it's they're trying to sort of make sense of a structure that didn't really make sense when the show first mm-hmm. came about. But this whole business about uh, the the first uh, the first officer and the various different jobs that the first officer does. Yes. Um. I, I basically uh, it's too much of a boring dive to go into. Mm-hmm. But short version is, um, if you're the first officer on certainly on the Enterprise, um, oh, you could have a whole load of other jobs instead. Um And yep. they st- on this one they still don't seem to have entirely settled that um, yeah. we are seeing something like the first officer being a kind of an officer without portfolio kind of like an ops officer overseeing stuff Right. Um, which is which is good but of course in the original series I think we had three people at various yeah. different times being the first officer with no real explanation as to why they were doing that and also doing their various other jobs, obviously Spock being one at one point mm-hmm. um, so yeah I mean All sorts of of fun things. I don't know whether the uh, xeno-anthropology link is is leading somewhere. Mm -hmm. So here we've got um, Sam Kirk, who we discover is a xeno-anthropologist. Yes. um, And, of course, the last sort of significant character in the world of Star Trek that we saw who also held that role uh, was one Michael Burnham. um, Yes. Which... You know, m- maybe relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of bits. I'm I'm glad that we've sort of not overdone some of the bigger sort of character shifts. So the whole nurse chapel, uh, sort of almost being somewhere between Buffy and um, Sabrina. I'm, I'm glad that that's <laughs> yeah. present but toned down. Yeah, the scene with her and Spock I thought was was cute. Yep. Um, they're they're sort of stitching in uh various other things like Robert April gets sort of stitched into the uh the fabric that he was inserted into in um uh Enterprise I suppose originally. Yeah. Um uh, we've we've got the ongoing joke about Trilithium, which um again, <laughs> it's a bit of a boring dive, but you know, yeah we you know. Well for us fans. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And um yeah, I mean there's 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 so much kind of fan service going on here. Um, but it's being done in a, a visibly, a visually beautiful way, and yeah. it's being done mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, that that's sort of augmenting the universe, as opposed to at times when Star Trek of of late has felt like it's doing its best to disrupt the 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 Trek universe. So, right, um, it comes together, putting aside the odd musical note thing. Yeah,
1: it comes together to make a, a very solid show. I felt. Hmm, I thought so. Uh, I, where Whereas in the first episode, I like I loved I loved everything about the first episode. With mm-hmm. the second episode, I loved things within the episode, but in general, I liked this episode. I didn't think it was as good as the first, but mm. I loved portions of it. Uh, talking about shows that. I like I like Discovery, but there's a very clear problem with the characterization of the bridge crew on that Mm. show that this show is not going to have a problem with because we're already two episodes in and it's. You know, they they haven't dedicated large chunks of the story to each of these bridge crew uh, members, but it's clear that they are going to be focused on and they are going to be given time to stretch their wings. Like um, the first episode, we got a lot of um, like it was not an episode about uh, La'an, and Singh, but (laughs) she was like featured heavily throughout it. It wasn't about her. But we got to sort of, you know, we don't get to know about her background, her, her story, but through the amount of dialogue she's given and how she speaks mm-hmm. and how she handles things, we sort of get a sense of what kind of person she is. And we get a big sense of that here with uh, Ortegas, Erica Ortegas, uh, yeah. like right from the get go. Um, we sort of get she and we got pieces of that in the first episode too. She's a little more freewheeling. She's uh she almost reminds me of, oh, I cannot remember his name, but the Helmsman from um uh the Orville, actually, without like so much overt comedy. Oh. But you know who yeah. I'm talking about. She's yeah, she's yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot more freewheeling and and uh jokey than some of the other members. Um she's just everything sort of breezes past her. Uh, Gordon uh, Malloy. Malloy, yes! Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, Well, because I just recently watched the trailer for that show, and I'm very excited for that season. Same. same, Um, same, same. But watching it, though, I'm like, we've got a Star Trek show like that finally, though. We finally have our Orville. (laughs) Except it's not as comedy-focused. Although, apparently, there is going to be a comedy-focused episode. Mm -hmm. I find it hard to believe that it won't be Spock amok. But... Uh, just because of the the convention of the name makes it feel like that's going to be a uh, the comedy episode. They did say there was going to be one this season. Yeah, so, um, it's coming. Yeah, but the can yeah. I mean, you've already talked about the uh, the captain's uh, mess or whatever did the dinner or the whatever mm-hmm. it was. The <sighs> I thought that was fantastic. I just. I thought that was honestly uh, one of the best. I mean, we're only two episodes in of the two shows. That might be the best thing I've seen in the two shows. Just the atmosphere, how they interact. Like this felt like this felt like a cast that had the chemistry of like season five next gen. Like they were already very like. They just worked well together. It's just it's one of those things. It's manner to them, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things that you just sort of feel when you're watching it. Like, these people all get along. Not just the characters, but the actors. Like, it just feels like there is a chemistry that works here. And... Anson Mount seems to be a very kind of warm
0: presence. In, yes. In, in amongst that cast as well. Which yes. Is, you know, that's really important,
1: I think. hmm uh, the the main story itself is interesting to a degree. It's not like uh, the the most interesting thing to me is the end, right? Where Pike is pondering like, where did this come from? Who made it do? Clearly, the shepherds didn't do this. They think it's this entity that it's like a almost like a god like figure that you know decides is it going to collide with the planet and destroy life? If so, that's its will. Is it going to nearly miss and, you know, make some sort of other alteration to the planet? If so, that is its will. Uh, you know, at first Pike thought that they were zealots and in, in a way, maybe they kind of were, um, you know, from a religious standpoint. And mm-hmm. that played into the thing that I think I loved most about the story of this, because they were definitely leading you into a, they were leading you into a mindset of this is going to turn violent, but it never really did. Uh, There there was never really any villain in this episode, just a misunderstanding or uh, a mystery with a larger meaning that is even beyond our main character's ability to understand at the moment, which is a thing that I kind of love. I sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, I love the idea of like, yes, we're advanced. Yes. We are going out there and we are discovering things, but sometimes the stuff we discover is something we still don't understand yet, which to me has always been the appeal of science. You know, we well, did
0: quite a lot of bait and switch with the, yes. the audience there as well. So, you know, yes, first set them up as ugh, rolling the eyeballs, it's ugh, zealots. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, don't worry, we'll come and fix it with our science, you fools. Um, <laughs> and then they fix it with the science, but then, oh, hang on, weird coincidence, that seeds life on the planet. Where well, that, you know, that can happen. That's, that's yes. comets for you. Then followed by the. <gasps> But wait! It knew it we were like going to do that. All along. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah You know, mm-hmm. if if you were if you were intellectually engaged, right? This episode, first of all, I got to I got to say, right? Why? And then, <laughs> whichever way you look at it, the the fact is that it was playing the sort of game that the, the original series used to do, sure, um, and that DS Nine did a lot of. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they 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 set you up to to sort of pursue a particular or adopt a particular view and, and right sort of say so bait and switch affair a couple of times which is which is nice as i say you know there's nothing too intellectually taxing involved there but um mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's a it's a good storytelling um habit because yeah. it, it just it just adds it adds some purpose to the story i suppose
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean this this isn't like a a blow away like from top to bottom episode but I I thought it was a really good episode that asked some really good questions and more than anything, it sort of just provided some insight into, you know, obviously this focused a lot on Uhura, which is of course a good sign that the show is going to focus not just on Pike and Spock, which is good because a lot of people, you know, if you've watched any Star Trek, you know that a lot of Star Trek revolves around Spock and By and large, we already kind of know the Pike story. We don't we don't know the bits that fill it in, but we know where he ends up for the most part. So I feel like a lot of time can be provided to some of the other cast that we don't really know anything about. And Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing that I kept thinking about in my mind is like TOS is in trouble. Because I know a lot of people, like at Sacrosanct, they love TOS. To them, there are, there are still people out there for whom TOS is their trek. It's their favorite yeah. trek. Even if they like other treks, it's still their trek. But I mean, that show was past your time. It was, you know, past my time. Mm. And um, I grew up watching it, but it was. Oh, still- sure, sure. Yeah. But I mean, like when Next Gen hit, I think that sort of became our trek. Um, like it was the trek that we it grew with us as we got older. Um, and watching this show, like they're never going to do it. But and they sh- they probably shouldn't, but as the show continued, I kept thinking, like, you know, I know you can only go for so long, eventually, you've got a ditch pike. But if you just want to remake all of TOS like this, like <laughs> TOS, but better, and I know that's well, blasphemy, but <laughs> well, we are gonna see Kirk. So we are, we are gonna see, we are gonna see J- a mean, James T. Kirk, one. yes,
0: yeah, and you know, I mean, there's scope there to. I hope he's kind of a prick on the show, to be honest. Yeah. Because oh no, he, he absolutely has to be. Otherwise, real life they, Kirk kind is of,
1: kind of a dick.
0: Well, r- r- yeah. I mean, original series Kirk. Yeah, yeah. That's what dick. I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there <laughs> are those who would say Shatner went through more than <laughs> passing phase of that too. Right. Um, I would agree. Has ever you. tried to interview him at a fan conference? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, or indeed asked him a question from the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out, don't do no, that. No, no, I know. I say I'm asking, I'm accepting questions, but the answer is. I'm not. I just say that because I'm required to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. shit. William Shatner says. Uh, yes. So yeah, the yeah, I think you're right. It, it, you, we've got to have um, him being something of a dick. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he's a bit of an embarrassment to his brother on the Enterprise. Maybe they oh. can't coexist necessarily on that. Yeah, ship maybe. for maybe very long time. Um, we obviously know as well that her uh, as uh, line manager. Uh, the current comms officer on that bridge. Yeah. Um, uh, that She's probably got to meet a bit of a sticky end at some point as well.
1: One mm-hmm. well, um, would
0: imagine. I'd like to see, I'd I'd like to know, given that this was only commissioned for one season initially, and I know obviously it was very quickly commissioned for a for second. For a second, yeah. Yeah, uh, but that's all we have, at least publicly, that's all we have contractually. Mm. Um, I would kind of like to know that there is and I'm, I I'm going to say it, I at, at least a 5 year um season sorry as in 5 season plan yeah for how we're going to get from where we are now through to um yeah some point
1: very shortly before Kirk right. uh, becomes captain of the enterprise i mean the and way I, they're I going mm. is i think the hardest part is bridging the gap between these two shows because if you mm. if you watch TOS and there are definitely some tos episodes that i still cherish to this day Mm -hmm. not as many as others uh literally a handful you could put them in one hand there are not a lot of episodes of tos that i genuinely love and cherish but Mm. um storytelling back then is so was so different uh like they, they did episodic shows like this show is doing but you know, that show was Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, and everybody else was incidental. And, Some and sometimes Scotty. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes Scotty. You'd get a teeny bit of Chekhov. You'd get a teeny bit of Sulu. You'd get a very teeny bit of Uhura. And that was kind of it. And all of the characters on this show, so far, are very likable. Um, yeah. And they seem... Even after two episodes, they seem more fleshed out than, you know, some of those characters in TOS didn't get fleshed out until the movies. Yeah, very true. Uh, It took a long time between those first three seasons and some of the movies. And even in some of the movies, they didn't really start to get fleshed out until a couple of movies in. And, uh, you know, even then, a lot of it had to be done through fanfic and books and uh, fan productions and things like that, which further fleshed out those characters. Like it was just done differently. Like that wasn't, they weren't franchise building when they made the original series mm. um, and the whole method behind TV production. It was just, it was just a different ball game in general, but oh, it makes it really hard judging these two shows next to one another. Cause you know, it feels like things were great and then they took a steep decline uh is uh is how it feels like um cuz this just even 2 episodes in this just feels like a family already like pike is uh, i'm I'm trying really hard cuz there's still 8 episodes left in this season alone but pike is already very high on my favorite captains list like way yeah. up there
0: it, there's there's a lot of nerds with um complicated feels about Pike I've noticed mm-hmm. flicking through, you know, the sort of usual bloggers and stuff. Yeah. Um, I can't
1: even imagine it. He's, he's, cr- he's I think he's, he's great. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying not to gush
0: too much about him yeah. because, you know, I, but, yeah, um, well, I
1: mean, I just feel like he's a better, I feel like he's a better Kirk than Kirk. I yes, mean, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think Kirk was supposed to m- balance this line between stern and thoughtfulness. Like a kind of a badass that doesn't take shit. But also, you know, he's not like uh, a jerk or anything. But, you know, by 60 standards through 2022 eyes, he comes off as more of a jerk than, you know, uh, like he's stern and also a jerk. But, you know, he has yeah, an and occasional and moment verse. of tenderness. Yeah. JJ verse played into that as well.
0: Obviously, looking at yeah. Isaac Kirk as a character. And, you know, they yeah. absolutely made the most of it. Um, yeah. Pike, you know, we'll say any sensible thing to do. Yeah.
1: I mean, Pike has a much more, I don't want to say Picard-esque feel to him because it's It's even softer than Picard because Picard was obviously like his uh, his ideology was, you know, let's beat them with our ideas instead of our weapons. But he was also a very rigid British man as well. Like in the first episode, he's like, number one, I'm shit with kids. Can you please make sure that I don't make an ass of myself in front of kids? Uh, And this Pike seems like he's a perfect balance. Between like, you know, if he needs to be a stern leader, he will lead these people. But, you know I suppose part of it is
0: yeah. the fact that he you know, it's tied into his arc in the sense that, mm-hmm. you know, he he knows how this ends for him and he's obviously still processing it and they're not yeah. massively overdoing it, which I'm pleased to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, maybe maybe that's why we're seeing yeah. you know, this kind of I guess, you know, a person who knows how it ends, yeah. As they gradually come to terms with it, I suppose they might yeah. become possibly a bit of a better human being in some ways. So maybe uh, I, I'm yeah,
1: like that. I'm I'm dangling precariously from a branch bend, and maybe it's this uh, synthaholic vodka that I've been uh, mm-hmm. constantly ordering from the replicator. But uh, I feel like this show is in danger of becoming one of the best Star Trek shows, but uh, also. Uh, I feel like Pike is dangerously close to being like maybe, maybe the best captain. It feels it feels really blasphemous to say that because everything these is like some early days and them is some fighting work. I know it is. I know it is. But uh, watching these two episodes, it uh, it's not just these two episodes. It's also his appearances on Discovery mm. as well. But uh, he is. I mean, he's a great actor. Anson Mount is, yeah. and the way he is deftly handling this character is I just, I mean, look, we've been burned before with Disco. We've been burned before with Picard where this things start Jason great. Isaacs, you know, where right. I,
0: was, I was already loving Isaacs and yep. obviously we, we lost him one way or another. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, the only upgrade I could think of from Isaac's as a new captain would mm. be Anson Mount and
1: yeah, it's you know, possible so far Two yeah. in, they are spoiling us, but we'll see. We'll it's see. possible. That things is. may go downhill after episode five, like it's possible. Yeah. Uh, and they need to, you know, and then we're sitting there talking about how they need to recover really badly by the finale or whatever. But mm-hmm. I just, this feels like, I mean, yes, these are two g- very good episodes, And The other shows have started well, but these feel well and above those other shows like yeah, they've got something great here it feels like to me and uh, That is not what I expected as somebody who loves serialized content. I love serialized shows I loved the serialization aspects of DS9 Uh, but I didn't love them so much when it was the whole point of discovery or the whole point of Picard. Like I feel like they fumbled it at times and I didn't expect when they're like, we're going to go back to just one episode at a time. You can watch them out of order and it doesn't matter. Um, Although I think it would matter to some degree because the characters are going to evolve over time. Like the story isn't, serialized but they did say that the characters will be like everything will affect them so i suppose you probably should still watch them in order but you won't get lost watching the story like That's oh i missed i missed yeah. a couple of weeks like what's the arc right now um you know uh mm-hmm. they did touch on the you know we talked about with pike having the visions of his future self and they got to be careful that they don't constantly do that. They did lessen the amount of times that that happens here. It's obviously still very much on his mind, but they've sort it's of... It's quite good seeing
0: that, where he stumbles over the, yes. over the line, which I thought was, yes. that was very nicely
1: done, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought so, too. And they're, they're sort of relegating it to like this little corner of the story. like this, mm-hmm. They're reminding us that this is still on his mind, but it's not happening every time he looks into a reflective surface or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, final thoughts on episode two, Ben, and what would you give it?
0: Um, uh, no final thoughts. I think we've pretty much covered everything. And I'm going to give it, in keeping my trying to be rational about these things, uh, I'm going to give it three and three quarters. It would have had four and a quarter, mm-hmm. but for, uh, I think, just a little bit
1: too, eh, with the whole musical yes. notes, um thing. Three and three quarters pips from Ben. I'm giving it a four, uh, a, a very solid four. We're, we're, I think we're really close on this. Um, it's not as great as it started, but it's hard to, that might be, that might be the best premiere episode of a Star Trek show, yeah. uh, which is tough because I really love the openings to Vo- both Voyager and DS9. I think Voyager,
0: Voyager, I think still wins. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, 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 DS9 is... Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. The pair of those are still above, I think. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's done so well, given that it's a, effectively an Afterthought spin-off
1: show, which is what <laughs> yes. Life has, you know? Yes. A show that really... Sh- shouldn't Shouldn't have existed really i I don't think but i'm glad it does so yeah um all right everybody that's the podcast for this week head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show and of course this is a listener supported podcast we have a couple of different ways you can help out there uh if you so choose we have our patreon patreon.com slash cinemageekly and we have our our merch store ben would you like to man the console for that do you mean this one geek weeklymerch.com
0: Yes, that's the one. Uh, well, now stock, Norse can made penis enlargers. Which is <laughs> yes, for, for a limited time only. Seen, I've never seen one, but
1: apparently that's a thing. Get them before Get them before they disintegrate in your planet's atmosphere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> links for those are in the show notes for uh, this episode. Uh, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for I'm a Doctor, not a Podcast. Hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time when we talk about more Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 1, Episode 3 called Ghosts of Illyria. back.